Hello, dear listeners. It's Mike. Today, again, I will have the pleasure to conduct the interview part of our podcast. And our new guest is Adam. So Adam is a dynamic student in the ESAP bachelor program. He has completed several professional internships in various sectors, art and entertainment, sports and e-commerce. Today at ESCP, he offers tutoring in mathematics and statistics, but above all, he co-founded a new society, Curious, oriented toward the future. Through this society, he plans to help young students like him to better understand the future and its economic, technological, and social changes. It is therefore an honor for Victor and me to conduct this interview which such a brilliant person. So hello, Adam, how are you? Um, hello, Mike, how are you? I will let uh, Victor ask the first question yeah. of the interview. Uh, hi, Adam. Hi, uh, Victor, how are you? Uh, you have created this year a new society oriented towards the future. Uh, what mm. is the world of tomorrow according to you and according to uh, Curious? So basically, Curious um, is often focused of on like cryptocurrencies and AI. So um, the people that are not members in our society uh, think uh, that we are, we think that we we are, we have like this mindset to that cryptocurrencies or, or AI represent the future, but um, it's more deeply, um, it, it's not the case. For me, it's not really the case. It's not like AI or cryptocurrencies which represent the future for me. I think that cryptocurrencies and AI are just means to to a goal. And this goal for me, um, the world of tomorrow will focus on the the optimization of resources. This is really important that all people um, unconsciously or consciously are aware about optimizing the, the resources. For example, you have like AI represents a mean to, to, to optimize resources, to be, to, to achieve a kind of performance. Like if you use ChatGPT is to gain time. So uh, you gain resources, you optimize your resources. Time is the resources. So you need time, you need time as a resources and you use for example, ChatGPT to gain time because um, it's boring to write the text. I don't know. So, I think um, the world summer is more turned on this like behavior, you know, um, and moreover, um, also an idea about optimization, optimizing the resources in the, you know, in an eco-friendly way, like. We aim to to use more like renewable resources, green resources, so it's more more useful and more intelligent to use like renewable resources and energy to contribute to a better future. So I think these two factors uh, represents for me the future, and there are all uh, um, um, many many means which are innovations such as cryptocurrencies, blockchain, AI. Um, or other, other, other things that can bring to this goal. So okay. uh, thank you, Adam, for your answer. Uh, now I have a question, Adam. So yeah. 
cryptocurrencies or crypto assets are a topic that I think um, at the core of yeah. what feels value, yeah. valued and want to offer sure. to you. Do you see cryptocurrencies yeah. or assets as a sustainable alternative to state currencies like dollar, British pound, yeah, yeah. or asset class equivalent to stocks and bonds? What's, what's oh. your take on that? It's it's really a tough question because um for me it's more it will be more equivalent as a stock of bonds, but it also can be used as a state currencies. But uh I really wish in the near future that cryptocurrencies will be very useful for, for exchange money, for exchange value. So use that like a state currencies, a fiat currencies. But I think it's very difficult now and in the future um, to adopt Bitcoin as this position because um, people, uh, if like you use Bitcoin, if you use cryptocurrencies as a money of exchanges, it's it's very it's very gratifying in a way. It's very it's a good idea. Like the the philosophy of Bitcoin, the philosophy of cryptocurrencies is decentralized, so you don't have this focus. On like bank who have who, who own your money and you have to exchange um if they are agree so is so so it's horrible when you have this situation but when we rethink about that you always have a responsibility if you have 100 responsibilities of your value that you possess that you own 100 responsibility will induce that you have uh, the total responsibilities of your of your currencies okay and if you you experience some 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 bad news some like someone steal your money through like um metamask this is very very popular that people steal money through um, uh, decentralized exchanges and this is very easy for the moment um it's very vulnerable for the moment so it really depends on the behavior of people. Do they agree that they will be agreed that at 100% that they will have this responsibility? This is very important and this is like a, a kind of dilemma. So to borrow my, my ownership about my, my value or and I will, I will experience less risk, but I will not have a total liberty about my currencies or should um, I have the total responsibility of my currencies, but I will gain uh, the maximum freedom and I will be the, um, the best. Um, but also bank are, are not like, are not like um, um, very, very, very kind with you, with your ownership, because they're all like kind of, of, of fees, very high fees. So this is why Bitcoin has been created to, to escape the fees of bank. And this is one problematic that Satoshi Nakamoto has focused is to, to escape the, the fees of bank. So it depends on the person, it depends, it will depend on the population. So I think that stocks like cryptocurrencies will be more like an asset that you can gain money for the moment, like for the moment. Okay, so to conclude, you think that in the short term, uh, cryptocurrencies will be considered as assets, such yeah. as stock and bond, but in the long run, they will be considered as 
um, currencies. But it, it, it makes possible, I know, but I wish to, I wish to because I want that, I want that currency uh, become decentralized. This is very important for, for our freedom and it will be very gratifying for all people that be, because all people will force to have a, a total responsibility of our money and like to, to be educated financial, um, in, a, in a financial way. So in the history, all, all institutions which has been represented as like a, a chair people uh, has, has disappeared. So why the bank will not disappear? We will not disappear. This is the main question, but it like may maybe become Bitcoin will fail and just become like a kind of asset which are very volatile. Yeah. So just to finish with this topic, what's your take on stable coin? Do you think they are reliable? Yeah, but like I think uh I don't have a significant knowledge knowledge about stable coin. Yeah. Um and even though it's they represent a cryptocurrency, but I think that they don't, they, they are not like a very, a, a real, they are not real cryptocurrencies because they are, they are centralized. Like most of it, I don't know if all the cyberquals are centralized or, or decentral are centralized. Yeah, most like, of them are centralized, yeah. Yeah, like the, uh, the, 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 I don't know how to say in English, Tether, USDC are completely centralized. But is is not white right wrong, but they they it doesn't show the philosophy of cryptocurrencies, the philosophy of Satoshi. And um, but I think they are very good, very they are very great and very useful for the ecosystem because you because why? Because like it, instead of like put your money in 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 fiat in euro in dollars. You yeah. can. This is what I did, like three week, three um, like three days ago. I put my 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 money that I wanted to invest in cryptocurrencies, and instead of put my money on Ethereum and the the, yeah. the trend will be like that, I put my money in in like in stablecoin, in stablecoin, and like which is for your your money yeah. savings. It, yeah, but yeah. it's not always savings because like through um for, for the exchange of stablecoin and ethereum you can do i don't know if you the dca the dollar cost average it's a kind it's method of investment and so you you invest an amount of money and you program these investments one month per, per one month okay. and the 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 the, the amount that you are programming uh, will be taken from you USDC, USDC money to be in the the crypto the cryptocurrencies that you want to invest. So, okay. so it's very useful. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Adam, again for your answer. I think now uh, Victor will take the floor for yeah. the question. So uh, we have a new topic, uh, interesting as well. Uh, it's about uh, artificial intelligence. So, what's yeah. your GPT first. Um, well, like I know that all people are either 
very enthusiastic about ChatGPT or very like scary about that. Uh, it's just like artificial intelligence, I think. Yeah, but and so I think like ChatGPT help us to to gain time in a way, but like also um, um, bring some bad consequences about um, our methodology. It depends. For me, artificial intelligence is a great innovation, um, but we have to be aware of how you use artificial intelligence and also ChatGPT, okay? Um, because I think that you have maybe to learn how to use ChatGPT in order to control these tools instead of ChatGPT will control you. Yeah, so you, you think that uh, ChatGPT is more like a tool? It is it's definitely a tool. Like it, it, it must be a tool. It's not, it not must be like um, uh, a, a tool that, that do our, our, our like homework. Like, but it definitely, it, it's an innovation. Uh, it's an innovation, as I said before. It helps us to gain time to to optimize to optimize to optimize our resources. So I think that you have to 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 build a, a significant education about um, artificial intelligence and how to to gain knowledge about how to control artificial intelligence instead of just using ChatGPT. You know, so. So you have to, to build an underlying education about artificial intelligence, okay? So this is the main thing. So I think that ChatGPT is good, but you have to build a significant education to, to be involved in the future. Because look, in the short term, if you use ChatGPT always and you don't build an, an, an education in the, in the future, some application will come up like some artificial intelligence application will come up with like, I think better than, than ChatGPT. And if you don't build um, an education about artificial intelligence, you, you will be overwhelmed in a way and you may lose your job. You may lose your situation because you don't anticipate the future. You, you you don't have you don't know the, the underlying innovation that help us understand what is artificial intelligence, what is data analyst, what is data science, and I think that this is why I want I wanted to build Curious is to anticipate the future because anticipate, anticipating the future is not like um, anticipate like the, the the release of new innovation is to anticipate also the consequences of innovation that what this. What kind of, of consequences uh, will bring uh, this innovation in the world? And this is very important, like because ChatGPT is currently disrupts many markets, many, many, many markets. And ChatGPT is very dangerous. So when you have like a danger, a danger, a danger news in your life, like imagine like yeah, you have a, a car uh, that will kill you. You have to escape this car. So you have to. It's an analogy, but you have to escape this car. And how to escape this car? You have to build a, an education. And this is the, my way of thinking about that. Okay, great. Uh, so for the last question, Adam, and to conclude this interview, so what is Curious planning to do? 
And uh, what are the society current activity that you would like to share with our listeners? I know the society is pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I know, very young. So what is on the schedule of Curious? Um, currently, we are like 11 members, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty good, like for one month of creation. So I'm very proud of my team. Um, and so we build, uh, as we have a lot of members uh, in, in one month. So we aim, we have aimed to, to build um, few departments um, and each department, each department is associated to, to, to one domain, to one subject, to one field. Yeah. So for example, I'm the only for the moments of, um, implemented in the in the blockchain cryptocurrencies department um, my co-founder the co-founder of the society uh, Benemu, is uh, implemented in in um, in stock markets and like in and i am well the other co-founder um is implemented in in south africa in, in africa and um, asia emerging markets so we have like and also asia lola uh, and all the members who are implemented in in artificial intelligence, and all the members who are implemented in 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 all the domains. So we have this faculty to to exchange knowledge, and this is very very interesting. Um, it's 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 beautiful because we have this kind of share of knowledge, and we it's a it's a it's a way to gain time while to be focused on our projects uh, about like the, the blogs that we 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 aim to create um and so what curious is planning to do so we aim to invite many guests few guests for the moment for this year but like many guests uh, in the long term so for the moment we aim to invite invited like many many protagonists which who are involved and um in finance um and ai cryptocurrencies um domain uh, field and we also but it's like not sure we we really aim to imitate um boris Gelfran, which is like who is the the one of the best chess player in the world uh to, to introduce what is um the idea of being curious so i think that this 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 guest can can help us in a sense how to be more curious, how to be to how how chess can help us to understand to understand what is anticipation and how to anticipate the movements of your opponents so it can um, bring some some tools to anticipate the future. So it can be very interesting to to share that with holders. So uh, thank you Adam for your time and I hope our listeners learned something from you as we did. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah, I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, Victor, what's your last word? For yeah, thank you for uh, for your attention throughout this interview, and thank you to Adam who participated. Thanks. And uh, we, we you will find uh, all the news from uh, ESCP on air on our social uh, networks, such as uh, our new LinkedIn LinkedIn page. And uh, yeah, enjoy the the rest of the episode. Hi.
Hi, it's Julian, and I'm happy to present to you the news section of this month's episode. Today, I'll be covering different topics, the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, the visits of President Zelensky in Europe, the white virus in South America, and the Chinese spy balloon above the U.S. territory. First, let me tell you more about the earthquakes that occurred in Turkey and Syria. On the 6th of February, a massive earthquake hit in the south of Turkey and was followed by many aftershocks in the country and in Syria. Unfortunately, we count tens of thousands of people killed and even more people injured. But why was it so deadly? Well, first of all, the earthquake was classified as major on the official magnitude scale, since we registered a magnitude of 7.8. It even caused another earthquake with a magnitude of 7.5, which is almost as strong as the original one. To give you a more precise idea, the 2011 earthquake near Japan that caused the tsunami and the Fukushima nuclear catastrophe had a magnitude of 9. Then, to understand its extent, it's important to realize that it broke along 100 kilometers of fault line. Along this area, buildings were damaged and a lot of them actually collapsed, killing and injuring people. The consequences are even more serious, since neither Turkey nor Syria was well prepared to face such a catastrophe. They didn't have enough appropriate infrastructures, and their response protocol is not sufficient to improve the situation quickly. Now, the main issue is to take care of the injured, to clear destroyed buildings, and to rebuild the area. It's also important to provide housing for people who are now homeless. Countries and organizations like the UN sent aid, but it's not sufficient and it's difficult to get aid, especially in Syria, since the country is very closed. This is why we will also tell you how you can help. You can donate money to organizations such as the Red Cross or UNICEF, and you can of course donate money via the link available on the bio of the Instagram account at ESCP London Campus. Local people need our help especially since two other earthquakes were registered on the 20th of February. Sadly, this is not the only catastrophe we can talk about this month. Since the 2nd of February 2023, Chile has been facing wildfires, which were worsened by the drought that has already been affecting the country for the last 13 years. Fires have ravaged more than 290,000 hectares across the country, killing at least 26 people injuring more than 2,000 people and completely destroying more than 1,000 homes. The flames are being fueled by temperatures exceeding 40 degrees Celsius. Approximately 5,600 firefighters, mostly volunteers, are actively battling to stop the fires. Other countries, such as France, Portugal, Spain, Colombia, Mexico, and other countries in Latin America have tried to help by sending firefighters and experts to help combat the fires. The air quality in the area was significantly affected by the smoke from the fires. Dry weather, high temperatures and strong winds in the area are worsening the situation. There has been a corresponding spike in emissions into the atmosphere with a large smoke plume being transported out across the Pacific Ocean. 2023 already has the second highest level of wildfire carbon emissions in Chile for January and February in the past 20 years. And emission in the first two months of the years are almost half the level of the record high emissions in 2017, which were also due to the devastating fires in January of that year. 
We don't know how the fire started yet, but there is a scientific consensus that the start of the fires in Chile is almost entirely the responsibility of humans, either intentionally or through neglect. And 15 people have been arrested for possible links to starting the fires over activities including welding and burning animal wool. But that's not the only thing that happened during this month. President Zelensky also visited several countries in Europe. Indeed, for the second time since the beginning of the war between Ukraine and Russia, President Zelensky left his country. On the 9th of February, he visited the United Kingdom, where he was greeted by the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Zelensky then had an audience with King Charles III and joined a session of Parliament at Westminster. On the same day, he was received in France by President Emmanuel Macron and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. President Zelensky thanked them for the support, but he also asked for fighter jets and more military supplies. In fact, he delivered a message to the House of Commons in the UK. We have freedom, give us the wings to protect it. The day after that, on the 10th of February, he went to Brussels and met with leaders from the European Union. Since the beginning of the war, the EU has already pledged billions in financial assistance. But the topic discussed that day was more about Ukraine becoming a new EU member. Ukrainian officials have even pressed for a two-year process to join the Union, which is considered unrealistic by many, since the process usually takes at least 10 years. More recently, on the 20th of February, US President Joe Biden went to Ukraine to reaffirm his support for the country and announced $5 million in additional military aid for Ukraine. Last but not least, you may have heard about the said Chinese spy balloon. From the 28th of January to the 4th of February 2023, a Chinese-operated high-altitude balloon was seen in the North American airspace, including Alaska, Western Canada and the United States. On the 4th of February, the US Air Force shot down the balloon on the order of President Joe Biden. The American and Canadian militaries believe that the balloon was for civilians, while the Chinese government said it was a civilian meteorological research airship that had flown off course. The US said that the balloon was capable of geolocating electronic devices such as mobile phones and radios, clearly for intelligent surveillance. They also said that the balloon was part of a global Chinese military-directed surveillance effort. In fact, on the 3rd of February, the US Department of Defense announced that a second Chinese balloon was passing over Latin America and that China confirmed ownerships of this balloon. In June 2020, a similar balloon was sighted in Japan, which at the time was not identified as being of Chinese origin. In September 2021, another balloon with similar features was sighted in Japan, but again, this was not identified at the time as of Chinese origin. As you can imagine, the incident increased the tension between China and the United States, which were already increased by the strategic competition between the two superpowers. Well, that was it for this month's news section. I hope I kept you well informed. I will now let Ludmilla and Isabel present to you the life hacks and recipes section. Hello, now we are going to talk about easy recipes for students. 
we have prepared two recipes for you. The first recipe is ready in 15 minutes and just requires a few ingredients. It is pasta with zucchini. Combine pasta with something healthy like zucchini and you have a balanced dinner and something yummy and nourishing. It is easy to cook and you might have most of the ingredients already in your fridge or at home. Basically, you just have to cook pasta, prepare zucchini with garlic and olive oil, add the pasta into the pan with cheese and it is ready to serve. The second recipe is called spicy chicken curry. It is also easy to make and it contains lots of proteins and nice flavors. In this recipe, you have to heat some oil in the pan with onions and garlic. After some minutes, you have to add curry powder, ginger and chopped tomatoes. At the end, add the chicken into the pan, cook rice and enjoy your meal. Of course, you will find details of both recipes on our Instagram page ESCP on air. Enjoy these delicious meals and look on our Instagram for more details. Now, for our recommendations of the month. Last month, we recommended an app. This month, we are going to look at what London has to offer, starting with an exhibition at the Victoria Albert Museum. The Korean Wave exhibition showcases the colorful and dynamic popular culture of South Korea. Exploring the makings of the Korean wave and its global impact on the creative industries of cinema, drama, music, fandom, beauty, and fashion. Even if you might not be the biggest K-pop fan, it's always interesting to see in what ways their culture has influenced ours. I recommend to book your ticket online, especially if you're going on the weekend, just to make sure you can get a ticket. Which will only cost you £13, as everyone under 26 gets a discount for the paying exhibitions. On a more fun side, you can enjoy a crazy round of mini golf at London's Junkyard Golf Club at a reasonable price of £13 per person if you go there between Thursdays and Saturdays or at £11 if you go there on the other days. You'll be able to enjoy crazy tracks and profit off the bar they have there, so don't forget your ID. And a little tip, they have a happy hour from Sunday to Wednesday. In order to avoid disappointment with your friends, don't forget to book your slot on their online website. So that's all we have for you on this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next month in another episode of VEC Beyond Air.